98K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Ben Che. Tonight's headlines. The government has vehemently opposed the British Parliament for making allegations against the legal system here after two top judges from Britain resigned. The Chief Justice says the resignations won't affect judicial independence. And Chief Executive Carrie Lam has acknowledged that business executives have left the SAR during the pandemic. A decision by two British judges to quit the quarterfinal appeal has drawn a strong response from the Hong Kong government, which expressed what it described as its vehement opposition to the British Parliament for making unfounded allegations against the national security law and the legal system here. A government spokesman said there's clear evidence of external political pressure on judges Robert Reid and Patrick Hodge ahead of a parliamentary debate in Britain. Executive Councillor and Barrister Ronnie Tong, for his part, described it as a devious attack on the integrity of Hong Kong's judiciary. But he added that the SCR can prove its judiciary is independent with or without foreign non-permanent judges. To pull their judges from the quarterfinal appeal would create a false impression that Hong Kong's judiciary no longer enjoys its independence. And that, I think, uh, is not only hugely unfair to the judges of the Court of Final Appeal, but a clearly a palpable lie to the world. And one can not explain the reason for it, except that it is a very devious attack on the integrity uh, of our judiciary and the one country, two systems uh, as a whole. Chief Executive Carrie Lam has expressed disappointment and she, and she says she's reluctantly accepted the resignations. The Bar Association and the Law Society also express regret. Law Society President Chan Chak Ming appealed to the judges to reverse their decisions. The chairman of the Bar Association, Victor Dawes, called on all the remaining foreign judges at the top court to continue serving Hong Kong. He notes that the president of the UK Supreme Court has praised the city's courts. It is a matter of um, deep regret that the UK Supreme Court has brought uh, to an end the practice since 1997 uh, for two of its judges to sit in our court of final appeal as non-permanent judge. We recognize that um, it is said in Lord Reed's statement that the Hong Kong courts continue to be internationally respected for the commitment to the rule of law. And the bar uh, agrees with that. Chief Executive Carrie Lam has admitted Hong Kong may be seeing a brain drain during the pandemic, saying it may be an undisputed fact that some management executives have left the territory. Speaking during her daily COVID briefing, Mrs. Lam said she understands there are concerns as to whether or not the SAR can maintain its status as an international financial hub but said she believes Hong Kong will see better development in the future as long as it retains its traditional strengths. Stringent measures to prevent imported cases will of course affect foreign businesses' confidence, but their confidence shouldn't be based on short-term circumstances. It should come from Hong Kong as a city, the one country, two systems principle, and how the central government views the SAR. When it comes to the financial sector, I don't see another economy or city which has the support we do from the central government. It can't be helped if foreign companies cannot see this. I know they can. Hong Kong is still a place where they can make money. Meanwhile, the Secretary for Financial Services and the Treasury, Christopher Hoy, says businesses have welcomed the government's new COVID arrangements. 
we have announced a series of streamlining measures as highlighted. And based on our frequent interactions with the business and commercial sector, they are very much welcomed and well received. So on that basis, adhering to the overall principle in terms of our anti-epidemic efforts, we will continue to make sure that the comments that made by the sector, including the emphasis on connectivity, including the mainland and the rest of the world, the comments made regarding the schooling and also other aspects of the people's lives will be taken care of as we chart the way forward. And on to the weather, mainly cloudy but rather warm with sunny periods tomorrow. Temperatures ranging between 21 to 27 degrees. The winds will be moderate easterlies. The outlook, windy and considerably cooler on Friday. Some rain on Saturday to Sunday morning and temperatures will fall to a minimum around 14 degrees. Mainly fine and dry from Sunday daytime to midweek next week. Currently it's 23 degrees Celsius, the humidity 77%. RTHK, the time is now 5 minutes past 11. Hong Kong's daily COVID caseload has dropped below 7,000 for the first time in five weeks. But as Violet Wong reports, health officials warn that many people in the community are still at risk of being infected. Authorities reported 6,981 coronavirus infections for the day. Nearly 4,000 were reported by people who tested positive via rapid tests, while the rest were confirmed by PCR tests. Dr Chang Shukwan of the Centre for Health Protection said despite the continuous drop in cases, a lot of people in the community are still at risk of being infected as they have not been exposed to the virus. Dr Chang appealed to them to get fully vaccinated as soon as possible. Another 135 people with COVID have died, including 117 who passed away at public hospitals in the past 24 hours. The hospital authority said one of the latest fatalities was a 41-year-old drug abuser. A chief manager of the authority, Sarah Ho, said the man tested positive for COVID-19 in a rapid test more than two weeks ago. He was admitted to hospital on Monday because of bleeding of a bolt in an artery in his thigh and died the next day. Dr. Ho said doctors did not consider the man's death to be directly linked to COVID-19. Still, an expert panel will look into the case. Authorities said more than 1.13 million people in Hong Kong have been confirmed with COVID-19, and 7,493 COVID patients have died in this Omicron-driven outbreak. The fatality rate is 0.66%. A local Chinese medicine expert says he hopes mainland specialists visiting Hong Kong can share their experience on how Chinese medicine can be used with Western medicine to treat COVID. Chan Wing Kuang, who chairs the Registered Chinese Medicine Practitioners Association, was commenting after seven mainland Chinese medicine experts arrived to help with Hong Kong's COVID fight. He says the mainland has been using Chinese medicine to treat COVID. An experience in Hong Kong also showed that these medicines can soothe symptoms like fever and sore throats. Mainland experience shows us that Chinese medicine can work very well in treating COVID. Chinese medicine practitioners in Hong Kong have been unable to reach severe cases, as the government hasn't arranged for us to work in hospitals. So we hope after the mainland experts' visit, the government will attach greater importance to Chinese medicine and incorporate it into the medical system as soon as possible. 
Chief Executive Carrie Lam today helped to package anti-epidemic kits at Queen Elizabeth Stadium in Wan Chai. They are to be distributed to all households from this weekend. The Federation of Trade Unions, for its part, says it has rallied more than 8,000 volunteers to help package the kits. They come from various trade unions and community volunteering groups. FTU lawmaker Alice Mack is urging more people to join the effort. Many Hong Kong people do want to do something. During the fifth wave of pandemic, we have received many requests that, uh, from Hong Kong people that uh, they do want to do something and want to contribute their efforts. This is a, a very good beginning that um, many Hong Kong people can uh, volunteer uh, to join some kind of uh, community service. Uh, as well, this is a very large-scale community service. Police have announced it will relax its residency requirements for new recruits to counter a manpower shortage. Aaron Tam with the details. The force will remove a prerequisite that applicants must have lived in Hong Kong for at least seven years. Starting from Friday, people who are permanent residents here will be eligible to apply to become constables, inspectors and auxiliary police officers. Police Superintendent Baron Chan told a press conference that the relaxation could enable the force to attract people who study and graduate from institutions on the mainland and overseas. He admitted there's a manpower shortage in the police force with 5,000 vacancies yet to be filled. New COVID infections reported in Shanghai have jumped by more than 1,500 from yesterday to a new daily high of 5,982, as the impact of half the city being locked down for mass testing starts to feed through. The vast majority of cases are asymptomatic, prompting state media to explain why. Damon Pang has the details. Shanghai reported 326 cases of people displaying symptoms of COVID-19, and 5,656 asymptomatic infections. That compares to 96 symptomatic cases and 4,381 asymptomatic ones on Tuesday. Pudong continued to see the most infections. The financial district is in the area of the city east of the Huangpu River, which was locked down on Monday for four days for mass testing in a bid to contain the Omicron-driven wave. The rest of the city, west of the river, Pusi, will be subject to the same restrictions from Friday. The record number of new infections in Shanghai pushed the daily total number of local asymptomatic cases on the mainland up to 7,090. There were also 1,565 symptomatic infections in other parts of the country, nearly three-quarters of them in Jilin province. The Xinhua News Agency says what it calls this new trend is hard to miss. It quotes the president of Tianjin University of Traditional Chinese Medicine, Zhang Boli, as saying the properties of the Omicron variant, together with timely screenings and high vaccination rates in Shanghai, are all contributing factors to the overwhelming proportion of asymptomatic infections there. He said as Omicron becomes more contagious, it is less lethal, but warned that it's still dangerous for the elderly, people living with underlying health problems, and the unvaccinated. Xinhua quoted the National Health Commissioner saying less than 0.1% of people on the mainland infected in the Omicron wave had developed severe or critical conditions. It also cited the Commission's vaccination figures up to March the 21st, showing that nearly 88% of China's population have been inoculated against the coronavirus, but less than half had received a booster shot. 
The mainland's tax regulator says it will crack down on tax evasion in the country's booming live streaming industry. The state taxation administration says it will start requiring online platforms to report live streamers' identities, income and profits every six months. Officials insist live streamers and live streaming platforms should compete fairly and fulfill their legal obligations to pay taxes. Regulators have already targeted some of these personalities in the industry for tax evasion, including a few who sell products via live stream. To sports now, and in golf, Tiger Woods has completed 18 holes of golf at Augusta National, as speculation mounts that the five-time Masters winner is set to play next week in the first major of the year. The BBC's Ian Carter has more. According to multiple sources, Woods played 18 holes of practice yesterday at the Augusta National, the home of the Masters. Social media tracked his private jet to the Georgia Towns Regional Airport, and it said he played in the company of his 12-year-old son Charlie and close friend and PGA Tour pro Justin Thomas. ESPN reported a source saying that he played every one of Augusta's 18 holes. It's a severely undulating course, and it will have been a stern test for the 46 year-old as he continues his recovery from serious leg injuries which were suffered in a high-speed single vehicle car crash 14 months ago. Portugal and Poland are the latest European teams to book their places in this year's Football World Cup. Portugal ended North Macedonia's Qatar 2022 dream while Poland proved too strong for Sweden. The BBC's John Bennett reports. Six World Cups in a row now for Portugal. A Manchester United player was the hero. Not Cristiano Ronaldo this time, but Bruno Fernandes with two goals. To be fair, Ronaldo had another great game. He set up the first goal, a nutmeg pass to find Fernandes, who shot across the goalkeeper, made it 1-0 in the first half. And Fernandes made it 2-0, wrapped it all up second half uh, with a beautiful side foot volley as well. Cristiano Ronaldo's fifth World Cup. He'll be absolutely delighted to perhaps have a final chance to, to play in, in the World Cup. Elsewhere, Poland have, have made it to their second successive World Cup. We expected Robert Lewandowski to score and he gave them a lead with a penalty kick against Sweden. Piotr Zelensky made it 2-0 on the break after some awful Sweden defending. And Zlatan Ibrahimovic won't be going to what would surely have been the final World Cup of his career. He actually only came on for the final 11 minutes. So hugely disappointing for him. But on the other hand, one of the best strikers in the world, Robert Lewandowski, will be in Qatar later this year. And to end the news, the top stories again. The government has vehemently opposed the British Parliament for making allegations against the legal system here after two top judges from Britain resigned. The Chief Justice says the resignations won't affect judicial independence. And Chief Executive Carrie Lam has acknowledged that business executives have left the SAR during the pandemic. And that's the news from RTHK. Peter King, entertaining Hong Kong since 1985. Welcome back. Your dreams were your ticket out. Welcome back to that same old place that you laughed about. Well, the names have all changed since you hung around. But those dreams have remained and they've turned around. Who'd have thought they'd lead you? Yeah, where we need 
John Sebastian's welcome back and uh, 18 minutes past 11 is the time into our second hour the dying embers of Wednesday night cheers to the emails in so far Erin's been in touch says thanks for playing Denise Williams and Free did you know that she did a duet with Johnny Mathis yeah yes it's over call it a day sorry that it had to end this way no reason to pretend we knew it had to end someday this way Song 